I don't think that we allow surrender enough. And there's something so incredible that can come from absolute surrender when we finally pause and listen, when we finally let our body and our soul speak to each other. And you're kind of the living embodiment of daily momentary surrender. You are consistently and constantly surrendering. And what's happening is this really beautiful and yet hard experience, but what a trailblazer Mm. to show us what the artist render looks like. Hi, I'm Colleen Nelson, licensed therapist, trauma expert, and fellow badass woman ready to rise up right alongside you. This podcast, Let the Rest Burn, is for the woman who has ignored, attacked, or even silenced her inner voice because she thought it was broken and needed to be fixed. It's for the woman who is ready to rise up and fully step into her desire, her joy, her full power, and make the impact she was destined to make. For the woman who cannot stand one more second waiting, watching, and witnessing the world crumble and is ready to rebuild and expand into a better future. For a woman who is so done trying to fix the world, she decided to start with healing herself and she let the rest burn. And welcome back to Let the Rest Burn. Today, I have an incredible guest on, Liz Punya. She is the CEO of the Venus Legacy, a mentor for visionary creators, paradigm shifters, and women of influence. And I cannot wait to introduce you to her and hear all the incredibly brilliant things she has to say. Liz and I met at Kiara Bold Self, her retreat in Sedona this year. And I got to witness in person her genius, and I can't wait for you all to get a taste of it today. So welcome, Liz. I'm so happy you're here. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me here. <laughs> yes. Okay, so tell tell the listeners, what is the Venus Legacy? What What does that title mean to you? Give us a little more juice around it. I love it. So uh, Venus Legacy specifically, I did not choose it. It chose me, which Ooh. is pretty Um, Right before COVID, I actually got channeled to change my Instagram handle out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Why? And shortly after when COVID was really happening, I began to channel Venus. Mm -hmm. And it was very debilitating at first. Um, It took me actually like two and a half years. And we're going to cover a lot of that today. So we'll talk about it. Yes, we will. Two and a half years to really um, be able to process what was really undergoing for me, the alchemy, the shifts, the transformations. And it wasn't until about eight months ago that I really started to claim Venus Legacy as a brand. Through those two and a half years, it became very clear um, that I was being prepared for something bigger. And so that's really where it comes from. And a lot of what Venus Legacy stands for, what it is that that I really do is... Um, Specifically, I'm in a a period and a time in my life where I'm really guiding women to reclaim the original template of the deity on earth, Mm. to embody Venus, and to come into their full spectrum, power, beauty, justice, like prosperity, purpose, and just living more of a rewarding and rich-filled life. And I do that specifically working with erotic embodiment, sourcing God's miracles. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I can like feel that coursing through my body as you say, mm. and I'm just like, yes, speak to me. Yes. 
yummy. It's yummy. And it's getting even yummier because since my relationship ended, which will be another thing we talk about, um, <laughs> I'm also being prepared to really start to guide like corporate uh, men and leaders, like masculine leaders, very deeply with tantric erotic energy, mm. goddess worship and emotional intelligence and emotional opening to um, begin to sculpt, pioneer and um, refine their leadership. So getting Which super is, juicy. <laughs> well, and it's needed. And I, I see it. I see the call for it. It's it's almost like, you know, if you are not led to this work, but you are open and aware and kind of have have the recognition of what is happening in our world. I think we can feel it. We can feel it in our body, especially as women. But we can it's like we're the canary in the coal man coal mine. We know that people need to get out and break free. Mm-hmm. We're not always sure of the path, right? That's where the healers come in. That's where the visionaries come in and they say, hey, like this is the path. Let's follow this. Mm. But I think we've all been feeling this shift like surfacing for the yeah. last couple of years. So it's really beautiful to see it break open and for leaders to to step in and do this work. And you're definitely on the top of my mind for when it comes to this extremely powerful and taboo work that people don't always realize is absolutely necessary to live a full life. So I have, I, I have my question I ask all my guests, and I know it's going to lead us in a variety of paths, and I'm, I'm really, really, really excited to talk to you about this because you were kind of at the like, pinnacle of, of transformation in which I talk about on this show, which is, you know, in order for us to become our full, uninhibited, unleashed, juicy selves, sometimes, most of the time, all the time, we have to let some things burn. What did you have to let burn? In order for you to become the CEO, the Venus Legacy, Liz Punya, who you are today in this moment, what had to go? What mm. had to go? So I love this so much. This is such a great question. And, and you know, I think that we're always to some degree letting things go, letting things burn. I think that's also the cyclical nature of the feminine. You know, Absolutely. we die a month to let parts of us burn, um, let parts of us die. Um, and What's really standing out to me with this question are two prevalent times in my life that have really sculpted the version of who I am today. So the first portion of that was when I grew a six-figure business and nine months as a one-woman team with only 15 clients. And I let that burn (laughs) right before COVID, pretty much right like as COVID was starting to take off. Um, because COVID for everybody, I think was just like a huge coherent pause of like redirecting Mm. energy, getting really clear. Mm -hmm. And again, I started to channel Venus. So Mm -hmm. a few months before that is when my Instagram handle changed. And then during it, I started channeling Venus and it was just honestly so debilitating. So it was very difficult to even show up on top of everything else that I was processing that was going on with COVID and within my own personal journey of that, Mm -hmm. which we can open it up and talk about more. And then what's rich and relevant in my life presently is actually the relationship that I thought was going to be my forever, um, that I let burn in August. So Mm. August of just this past year. And, um, yeah, I let that, I let that go. Um, in a space of really realizing that I had not fully processed everything from my business that I released. Mm -hmm. And I was in a space of 
kind of just bypassing and avoiding from doing like the really deep work and just Mm -hmm. telling myself I'm so ready for partnership. And, you know, I am going to be 34 in a couple of months. And at that time I was in my young thirties and I was really in this space of, I was ready. I was ready for partnership. I was ready for children. Um, and I kept telling myself I had to choose and it really was because Mm. I wasn't bravely facing the stuff that I needed to face with my own sovereign creative journey. And so I was really just in the space of going to be a mother. Let's prepare our womb to have children. Let's learn what it's like to tend to the house and do all the things and Mm -hmm. find a partner and just pour everything into that relationship. And then like put all of our sovereign creation to the side. And I, was not ever fully fulfilled and happy in that Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I was not fully expressed in who I was. And I didn't know how to live all of it. I didn't have the energetic capacity. I had to build the stamina, build the capacity to be able to do that. And Mm -hmm. so um, in August, that relationship ended. Obviously, it was heartbreaking and devastating in many ways, but I feel really grateful we were able to consciously uncouple for eight days. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's been a process since, but ultimately as soon as that relationship ended, like the day after he left my field, I channeled three creations. I had not channeled anything new myself in two and a half years. So it was like this total reclamation of my Mm. own sovereign creation. So it just really showed me that that was the timeline that was in alignment. Ooh. Ooh. So you know, when I do want to dive back into when you say it was debilitating, especially with channeling Venus and, and and what that did for you at that time. I want to dive back into that in a moment. So that's where I'm headed. But I want to highlight something that you said before we go there. I really think it's incredible how common it is for women in particular to believe that they can only have one area of genius or one area in which they are pouring themselves into. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that this comes back to the patriarchy. I do believe it comes back to, you know, I'm I'm making that a simplistic statement, but like really the control of the expansion of power that we, we all actually have access to and the ability to be all the things without depletion and burnout and overwhelm and, and the beauty of what that actually looks like and means. And what we haven't actually witnessed on this earth in a very, very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And so do you feel like now having burned the a relationship that, you know, reached its end and channeling into your full reclamation and power, do you believe it's possible to hold both moving forward? Is that something you feel that energetic capacity expanding to for yourself? Oh yeah. Holy yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I feel like this is one of the biggest reasons why my journey and with my relationship, we were doing tantric work together, conscious relationship work together. We had started a business together and being able to be in union and work on my yoni or my vagina, my pussy, like this is the work that I do with erotic energy and being able to work on that, being able to work with sexual energy, being able to work with the life force, my womb in a different Mm. way. Um, I got to like massage out, redirect a lot of the um, energetic stagnation and a lot Mm -hmm. of what was like, I guess you could say like constipating my mission in a lot of ways. And so 
through the relationship, I got to do a lot of that work. And also there was a lot of like uh, nervous system rewiring and somatic work mm-hmm. and like trauma imprinting that had to be let go as well. That was necessary. It was so necessary for that relationship as a stepping stone to be where I am now. And in the past mm-hmm. like seven, eight months, it's been absolutely extraordinary in the capacity that I have built, not just emotionally, but actually in like you said, right, there's this oppression from the patriarchy. Um, there's also the oppression of our lineages. There's the oppression mm-hmm. of the disconnection that women actually have to their physical bodies, to their vaginas, to their womb spaces, um, not just, you know, to conceive and have children or to create, but actually to explore and work out, massage, get clear on the trauma imprints, the mistrust, um, the lack of confidence, the insecurity, the comparison that we actually hold inside of our physical anatomy as a woman. And so being Mm -hmm. able to do a lot of this work the past seven, eight months, you know, to an extent, I feel that women have been oppressed from their embodiment in a lot of ways. Mm, And so this work has shown me, oh my God, like this is my, I mean, if this is where Kundalini and life force is located, I am unstoppable in what's possible because I'm actually not just, um, taking, you know, masculine action, I'm really sourcing it from a space of integrity. I'm really allowing my feeling space to guide what I'm clearing, calling myself forward, taking aligned integral action, being super integral with my mission. And so I absolutely feel that it is 1000% possible. And I feel that when we reclaim our full body as a woman, um, you know, our desires are always there, but when we reclaim our full body as a woman, it like pumps up our desires on a whole other level. And it really shows us that we are worthy and destined to have everything that we want. Mm, Worthy and destined. And I think those are two inescapable truths that we continue to be led back to as women. There's this sense of you know, in order for me to deserve or be worthy of this desire that I have, I have to do all these things or Mm -hmm. sacrifice all these things. It's a very, you know, like you said, this ancestral lineage that's kind of just been handed down to us, this manifesto of these are the things that you're supposed to do to get the things you want and don't want too much. Make sure you don't want too much, right? And burning all of that to the ground unleashes, I personally believe, because I'm, I'm still in this work. I'm still breaking free of this. So to mm. be in your presence alone is, it mo- it like moves my mm. feminine energy to the surface. Mm. And so being somebody who's in it still, who who didn't necessarily get the opportunity to channel Venus, come on, <laughs> Venus, where you at? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I, I would love to know what you think those those first crucial steps are for, for the women that are listening, for the men that are listening that, that also want to kind of step into this or want to mm-hmm. um, support women alongside this journey. What does it actually look like to hear these words, to feel it in our body and to take that step towards embodiment and truly mm-hmm. allowing some of this healing to occur? What would you recommend? Mm. Well, thank you so much for uh, your words of affirmation and reflection. I really appreciate that. And um, it's truth. It's truth. I- Thank you. Thank you for being just such a powerful, strong beacon as you are and just always anchoring back into, and it's going to be irrelevant from what I'm about to share. It's like anchoring back to the depth, 
to the depth mm-hmm. of the emotional capacity that we really hold of the trauma of um, the nervous system alignment, because this is super important. It's really all women are Venus. And this mm-hmm. is what my mission really is, is to guide women back to that reclamation, because it's not something about rising. It's about remembering. Like, it's the men's job to rise. This is why their lingams or their penises get hard and rise, right? There's yeah, so much yeah. To talk around, like, women rising, and it's like, no, women are just remembering and reclaiming. We're not here to rise. Mm. We're here to remember mm. what we are. Delayer, disrobe, come into the bare truth and embody it. And so there's so much around that too, right? Like, can we allow ourselves to come back to the bareness? And Mm. answer your question specifically, it's like, can you look at your eyes in the mirror? And can you take some time to just breathe? Can you take some time to notice your body? Notice the thoughts that you have about your body. Can you take some time to actually bring in positive words or mantras, affirmations, about your body, to restore it into healing, to restore it into care and to restore into adoration. Because that it's taking a sacred pause to really come back in to presence, to receptivity, to being, to listening deeper, to diving deeper into what we're really holding. It's so easy in this world to be on hyperdrive and move so fast and have 5 million things to cross off the to-do list. Everyone's that. And I mean, I get it. Like I'm here guiding, mentoring leaders, visionaries, creatives, entrepreneurs, right? Like it's, we're all in that vibe. And when you come back into your physical body and you allow yourself to get really crystalline and clear into listening into what she needs she will source you with undeniable vitality and life force that will actually help you accomplish everything on that list that you can get and arrive to your success being feeling fulfilled or will help you redirect to crossing off the things on the list that are actually just taking up your time and busy work and not really rewarding and alive and helping you get to where you want to go as fast as you can. She brings in a deeper intuitive insight to be able Mm. to collapse time to where you want to go without your mind's control or your ego forcing so much. So there's that. And also like mirror work, this is mirror work, right? So mirror work mm-hmm. is one of the most extraordinary things I think a woman can do just to be there, mm-hmm. to look at her body, to touch her body, to look at her eyes, to see what comes up. And it's not comfortable always to see what comes up. And it's also necessary to be with that because it's not going anywhere. You can bury it and you can avoid it all day long, but it's actually sabotaging the way that you're showing up in your reality. It's sabotaging Mm -hmm. the um, relationships, the depth of relationships, the heart in your relationships. It's sabotaging how confident you feel, how trusting you feel to go after the things that you want. It's like, and and there's a time and place too where it doesn't have to control you. When you get Mm -hmm. to, I mean, think about like a a woman that's nagging in a relationship. If she's just being ignored, she's just going to like yell louder, right? Or if she's being, or if she's in a space of, you know, being really passive and not saying the things, then the love can't actually deepen between her and Mm. her partner. And this is the same thing with our own relationship to self, our own relationship to Mm. the Venus energy. She requires you to bring devotion into the relationship Mm. 
her. And when you bring devotion into that space, she will aid you, accessorize you, provide for you in all of her archetypical wisdom, which is walking in a beautiful way, finding beauty in the mundane, finding beauty in your flesh, living life in a more just and true and honest way for yourself, actually creating offerings, gifts, creations that are of justice, that are of world impact, of being able to bring prosperity and miracles out of thin air because you're back into your feminine majesty that doesn't have to do it like a man. I mean, women can create an entire human that goes on to create this cell phone in our hands, this light on my face, this bed that I sleep in, this house that covers my entire, you know, home for half of my life. It's like women have the capacity to birth things that create the entire world. So what is possible when we start to go back into a deeper level of creation of love within ourselves? And mm. so those are some elements I'd say mirror work and deeper devotion. And one of my favorite things is pleasure, pleasure, mm -hmm. following your pleasure and really being with it. <laughs> what brings you pleasure? Is it to actually wake up in the morning and wear a silk robe because you love the way that it kisses your skin? Is it to take a moment to really breathe in your coffee or your tea and, and let that the aromatic sun tangles down your whole body. It's like, is it to go work in a coffee shop or go work in a co-working spot? Like what can bring you pleasure? Because if you keep mm. following your pleasure, your aura actually attracts more energy and you attract more pleasure. You attract more of the right alignments into your life, more of the synchronicities, more of the destined relationships, more of the abundance. So our pleasure is also a gateway to Venus. Mm. My pleasure right now is listening to you talk. So I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm like, yes. <laughs> uh <-huh>. Okay. <laughs> But it's well because I'm noticing and I'm and I'm I'm going to be a, a bit of the receiver in this conversation rather than the I'm I'm going to have us both be in this this feminine dance because typically I play a more masculine role in these in these interviews or a penetrative role I'll say. Mm -hmm. but I am noticing as I receive your wisdom as I feel it come into my body mm -hmm. right that the resistance I have and the resistance I hear in my clients too is that feels incredible. That feels like truth in every cell of my body. Mm -hmm. And I lose my way often in dealing with the responsibilities of life, mm -hmm. right? Having Finding pleasure in the moment where I'm bone tired at the end of the day, having to make my children food that they inevitably won't eat because they only want to have like candy and bread and butter. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm exhausted and I'm sitting there and I'm, you know, thinking about all the things I need to do and thinking about all the bills that can't be paid, you know, all, all of this just like world here. Mm -hmm. And it's, there's a, there's a voice. There's always a voice. I can hear her, you know, or she's like, yeah, but you know, this butter that you just put in your mouth is delicious right? You can enjoy the bread and butter. <laughs> and so how do you hold space for both? How do you hold space for the responsibilities of being a human and the, I think, remembering mm -hmm. of, of what it actually means to live a life of pleasure and fullness? How do you do both? Mm, well, that's life. 
right? You are doing both. That's the thing you're, you're doing. <laughs> and I think it's coming into allowing it. Mm, I think a lot a of the time word. we come into a space of, well, I could experience more pleasure or I'm going to now shame myself for not feeling enough mm. pleasure eating this butter. Or I'm going to shame there we go. for feeling really angry that I have to tend to my kids right now. It's like, can you just allow it? Like literally, as I'm even saying that, I'm, I'm witnessing my own yoni and my own vagina tighten. And it's like, mm-hmm. that is not pleasurable. Pleasurable no. is allowance. Pleasure is allowing what is to exist while continuing to have awareness that you are always in choice to learn from your experience Mm. and apply and implement that maybe Mm. there's something that could have been better at the end of the day when you reflect on your, yes. And then tomorrow you can show up putting that into motion and you can celebrate it, celebrate that you actually took the step, right? Like that's pleasure. So it's not, it's, 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 it's taking out the shame of us having to be perfect because we are having Mm -hmm. a human experience and that is softening and softening will always guide you more to pleasure, which can be a perspective. It can be a word. It can be a sentence that you tell yourself. It can be you choosing to take a nap over drinking a cup of coffee. It can be having a bite of cake. It can be whatever you want it to be. Right. And it's just having Mm -hmm. awareness and reflecting on oh, I get to choose that. I get to choose Mm. everything that's happening to me all day long. And more than anything, I get to choose how I'm handling it, the way that I'm approaching it, the way I'm reflecting about it, the way that I am learning from it, the way that I'm applying to what I'm learning from it, the way that I get to design Mm -hmm. and architect my next moment, my next day. Mm. I I love your response to that because in this world that you – are in, in this world of reclaiming and recovering our pleasure and this Venus embodiment within all of us, I find that there are some people who, who can't always speak to the duality Mm. and can't always speak to um, the very real nature of shame that comes up when we learn. I remember when I first read The Secret, okay, this was probably like, I don't even know, 10, 11 years ago. I love it. Spirit was like, hey, here's a gift. And I was like, this gift is stupid. You know, (laughs) I was like, I don't need this. And then it just comes back and hits me in the face. Uh, It's so true, though. Like, it's so many gifts have been given to me. And I'm like, whatever. I need a giftier gift. Give me all the gifts. Right? Like, so I remember when I first read it. (laughs) I was like, I felt such a wave of fear and shame come over me. And some of this for me is karmic and past life stuff. I know that I have some karmic past life stuff around things that have happened as a healer and and things I have been a part of. We don't need to get into today. But so I know some of this is just not, you know, cocoa here in the moment. There's a lot of spiritual energetic things I have to clear around this. But I felt it. I felt this wave of shame and fear and perfection. Mm. That archetype really popped up for me, that shadow work around, okay, so if something bad happens in my life, it's because I energetically attracted it, Mm. right? And so then the fear of like ever experiencing anything bad, 
like a bad thought or a struggling mm-hmm. moment or like a jealous, envious experience. I'm in that space of like, I know that my energy attracts things into my world. Mm-hmm. I know that. I know that to be true in the basis of, of my cellular being. And it's terrifying to think that you're co-creating this reality mm-hmm. with spirit because then you're responsible for the reality that you're co-creating. Mm-hmm. And so there's this this shame and this fear and this experience of like, did I manifest this horrible thing that happened to me? And and what it all comes back to and what I hear you say, and I want to hear you riff more on this mm-hmm. too, but what I hear you say is there's this opportunity for choice in everything. Mm-hmm. And the universe is co-creating around us, not just with us, but also other beings. So there's things that happen that aren't always necessarily like directed towards direct action that we did. But at the same time, it's the choice in the matter of this is the present moment. I have to allow what the truth is. I have to allow it, mm-hmm. create some awareness in my body and my spirit and my mind, and then make a choice on how I want to respond. And that is that is available to you no matter what is happening in your life. And it is scary. Mm-hmm. It is a huge responsibility to step into. And a lot of us avoid it, myself included. I'd be like, I know this decision is going to lead me down some toxic shit. And you know what? Sign me the fuck up because I want to learn some toxic patterns again, right? Like, (laughs) please teach me lessons. I am not here to be responsible, right? Like it's, I mean, I literally, it's so, it's so bad being so self-aware at this point because I'm like, should I? You know what? I shouldn't, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, It's so, it's like a whole thing. Um, I also, astrologically, my Venus is in Aries. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> she's a feisty bitch she's she likes to do what she wants yes, totally. <laughs> so so for those of us that have some you know layers mm-hmm. I, that's what i think about it i think about it as layers that we have to just like derobe i just want to like take my clothes off right yeah derobe to get to this juicy center of acceptance and allowance right like it's so it's so hard but it's so true mm-hmm. at the same time like it, it really is. And, and this is where I'm coming back to the question mm-hmm. for you of, you said when you first started receiving this, right? When I got the secret, I was like, fuck you. <laughs> when you received this channeling, yeah. it was debilitating. Yeah. And I want, I would love for you to speak to that experience because I can feel it and see it in your body now. It is not debilitating anymore. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <It is laughs> quite awakening. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would love to hear, hear your story. What happened when you first started receiving that? How did you respond to this new slash remembering of what truth was and is? So good. Yeah. So I want to, it's going to be so beautiful to share this because there's so much, that experience is what opened me to duality. And I'm a Gemini. So I'm a Libra rising Gemini sun. So I'm definitely in the spectrum Mm. of opposition and and balance Mm. and learning the ways of the polarity, right? And so for me, and then I could even go further into that in my my Mayan cosmovision, but we won't. But there's this frequency, right? Where it's like, we secretly are masochistic in the way that we really do love an edge, We love to be pushed. We love to be triggered. We love to be asked to grow. We love to die. We love to be reborn. Like there's truth to this because it's what makes us alive. 
because it's what allows yes. us to remember that we have a fucking heartbeat and that we're here to breathe the air and actually wake up to the fact that we're having an experience of choice and we can make it yes. dripping, delicious, juicy, agonizing as we want. And so it's important to presence that because we all carry that, every single person. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you can have experiences in your life where it's like you can keep running, which is what I was doing for two and a half years when I had mm. my first burn it to the ground moment. And it has mm -hmm. been, and I'm going to talk about the experience, but it has been no joke in the past year and a half of actually revving myself up to be ready to reclaim what I was so afraid of facing. And yeah. also on the other side of that, I'm like, holy fuck, I am so powerful. And it's like, mm. so it is, but let's talk about the journey, right? So when that yeah. happened, yeah. right? Like when that happened, it was a opportunity for me to reflect and turn on my awareness. And my awareness mm -hmm. was you have lost your integrity with actually the way that you want to make money. And it was very confusing for me because I did not understand why God was rewarding me with so much abundance when I was so unhappy. I did not Ooh. understand that. And it was- That is a statement in itself right there. Totally. Mm -hmm. It was very confusing mm -hmm. to me because it was illusionary happiness. It was it was happiness that yes. is authentic. Like I believe in material- Venus, right? She loves love. <laughs> she loves wealth. Like, absolutely. And I, and I believe in material, like wealth and material um, happiness. Absolutely but not when it's sacrificing my emotional happiness and my energy. Mm. And that's what it was doing to me. And I got so wrapped up in the illusion in the game. I saw people as dollar signs over heartbeats. And, mm -hmm. and, and that I had to wake up to that. I had to wake up to the fact that yeah. I was in this like hamster wheel of the bro marketing kind of like masculine and that's, and it's, and I have compassion. I built compassion through the process because it was like, you know, nobody's in blame. I'm not here to persecute anybody. We're all just learning as we go. The, the, mentorship, yes. the coaching industry, like is, it's a child, it's an infant. It's still learning its way. And so we can have compassion, right? One of the archetypes of Venus is the mother of life. And so mm. we can have compassion for the suffering of humanity and the suffering of the, the childlike innocence and adolescence that we're growing and learning about. And so I got to build compassion, but I did not feel compassion at first. I felt a lot of shame. I felt a lot of self-judgment, a lot of self-ridicule. I felt like I wanted to hide myself away from everybody. Thank God COVID was available. <laughs> and yeah, I really did. Truth. I really did. I hid myself away and yeah. I, I asked myself, what does it really mean to create a life, a relationship of coherence to my creations, to my passions, to my relationships? What does it mean to be in right relationship to how I move through the world? And so I took a year, all of 2020, to get really clear on that. And I did a lot of ritual work. I did a lot of, you know, sitting at my altar, talking with Venus. I did a lot of nature exploring, a lot of just being receptivity, a lot of crying, a lot of grieving, a lot of cleansing, um, because I was carrying so much 
self-persecution and shame. And if we saw what was going on, like that was my micro experience, right? Look what was going on macro. Black Lives Matter, everybody pointing a finger at everybody, like big pharma. It's like there was so much persecution everywhere. And so it was such an opportunity for me to like, and through that process, Venus guided me into compassion. I couldn't even believe the amount of compassion that I was able to start to feel through my own process of cultivating sovereign love and through my own process of really seeing the suffering in the world. And that compassion did lead me to a relationship um, with someone that I had been friends with for two and a half years that we partnered in union with. And then through that, that process, I was able to actually begin to work out what was like the agony, um, the tumultuous energy, the uh, oppression, the pain, the mistrust inside of my physical body, my anatomy as a woman, I got to begin to work that Mm. out. And it it came out messy. It was really messy. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of, you know, I think when we're in this space of going, when we first approach shame, and we first approach feeling like, like we're learning how to be free from it, free from the shame, we're liberating ourselves from the shame. It's messy and glitchy. I find the human experience very glitchy. And so it it came out in really sticky, uncomfortable ways. It came out in me nagging to my partner. It came out in me micro-controlling situations. It came out in me needing him to listen to me and me needing so much. And, and that's okay because I was doing the best that I could. And I think that that's really important when we're facing uncomfortable stuff, because it's very easy to just say, well, I'm going to just throw the demon in the corner, not look at it. I'm going to just like pretend that this thing isn't here. And it's also like, okay, but it doesn't go away. It actually just makes mm-hmm. everything worse. So can you build the stamina? Can you build the the authentic relationship to grace and to compassion that it's you're going to be messy when you start to liberate that shame, when you start to approach the ways that you fucked up or you messed up or, you know, because you really didn't. It's just really easy to think that in the time because it's so painful. It is so painful and it's cost you so much. It cost me so much to have to learn what it was like to build a business again and face parts of myself that I held a lot of shame towards, like being a spiritual woman and not actually seeing people with the eyes of, you know, reciprocity, but like actually just wanting something from them. And, you know, it it was, I had to face that about myself. I had to face also with my relationship was the second time that I burned things down. You know, I had to face the guilt that I carried for the ways that I did put too much pressure on him. You have to face these Mm -hmm. things because it's the only way that you can actually alchemize it into compassion, into allowance, into grace, into acceptance, because it's all divine. And guess what? Mm -hmm. You have the opportunity to use your beautiful God-given voice to say what is really alive in your heart to these people or to your platform or what you want to write. And and that's what I've been able to do. And that's what, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. sharing now in this space of the power that I've been able to unlock. It's liberating and not just liberating it's orgasmic and it's a euphoria to start to actually reclaim the shame by speaking the scary shit out 
And, and, Mm. and doing that has like, I remember the first post that I released actually presencing everything about the integrity I lost with my business, like, and really Mm -hmm. being in this divine relationship with God. Like I cried for 20 minutes after I put that out and it was, it was scary. I was shaky, but wow, the relief that I felt, all I had was the orgasmic energy moving through my body of how grateful I was to have the sacred opportunity to reconcile from the shame and reconcile from the pain and from the trauma and actually choose a different path, the sacred path. The sacred path of bravery, of of mm. resiliency, of you know courage to say the things, to approach the situation, yes. carrying everything that I'm carrying, and that being okay because it makes me human. And that mm-hmm. that right there, I think, is what allows us to recognize that it's all perfect. The shame that you're experiencing, the stuff that you don't want to talk about, the conversations that you don't want to have, the goals that you feel are five years out, like it's all perfect. You have choice and how fast you want to move through that. And I promise you, if you strap yourself with love and courage and grace and get on your knees and pray, you will be guided to approach these situations and you will be liberated from them. Yes, it can take time. And also, I feel the more vulnerable and authentic we are to people that we need to reconcile with, to ourselves when we look in the mirror and we look at our own eyes, to our platform on social media when we're being, you know, we're using our voice and not copycatting someone else. Like the more authentic and true you can really be, the faster you will liberate into every desire that you want to actually have manifest for your world, which is an overflowing capacity for everybody else around you just by taking the action. Because just by you taking the action, you're living by example. Just by you taking Mm -hmm. the action, you're being the change. And so Mm -hmm. I feel that it's really important to be brave in these experiences where shame will just tear you down left and right. Mm -hmm. and, And to really come into a space of knowing because you're looking at your life as the evidence that you're going to come through it and you're going to be a better version of who you are on the other side. And not just a better version, you're going to be a more compassionate, resilient, integral human being if you choose that. And you're going to actually create a ripple that you're proud of that is doing a radical service for the rest of the world through your art through your artistry, mm. through, and, and your artistry can be, again, it can be the way that you mother your children. It can be the way that you mm-hmm. write the post. It can be the interview on the podcast. It can be the conversation that you have in your corporate job sitting at, you know, in the business meeting. It can be the conversation that you have with the grocery clerk. Like we have the ability to create the ripple of change in all moments by the honesty of embracing our human capacity. Embracing our human capacity is that no one is asking you to not carry the shame. It's just recognizing that you have choice to liberate yourself from it. And you have choice to not let it control you, but to create from it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that liberation, the crucial piece that so much of us miss is that the liberation comes in absolute, complete surrender and facing the truth of it. There are so many stories that I can spin around. Um, I'm like the master of the reframe. 
Like I can reframe my way out of pretty much anything at this point. And sometimes I need to not reframe the lack of integrity, the, the uh, reclamation, the, the moment of, I think, recognition that you have stepped out of alignment or you have done something that uh, is not actually in, in alignment of your path moving forward. This I would say the last couple months of my life, like full disclosure, um, and I talked about this in my birthday episode. So by the time y'all are listening, this is not new information, but these last couple of months, I've had to deal with the consequences of some really, really misaligned actions that were like dollar sign chasing, right? This this fear and scarcity uh, post a divorce where I really am wrestling some, some big demons around money and debt and all of the things. Instead of embracing and like coming back to that space, which again, like the work of actually embodiment of, of coming back to pleasure and coming back to your body, you will know in a, in a much deeper way when you step out of alignment, because I was disconnected from that, it didn't, I was able to logically rationalize all the decisions I was making and not necessarily feeling what was happening inside of my body, right? Because I teach this, I lead this, I'm, I'm in the fire with clients all the time alchemizing this component of their life. But when it came to my fire, I just sidestepped it. I was like, nope. <laughs> I'll just dance around the fire because this is, this is what we're supposed to do, right? We're supposed to celebrate the fire. <laughs> and the universe was finally like, all right, she's not getting it, guys. Let's push her in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, there we go. And I mean, full disclosure, I'm still in it. I'm still in the middle of the fire, like burning hard. And it's, it's beautiful. I hate it and love it at the same time because it's an opening of what truth is. And I'm discovering the different areas of my career, of my life, of motherhood, of, of partnership, of, of self-love that have been so locked away and placed in a, in a box of this is not for me. And now it's all out here and I'm looking at it and it's freeing. And I'm just saying this for those of you that are in this moment or are thinking about stepping in on the fire, you know, it feels good on the other mm-hmm. side because you, you know, emerge the phoenix and you're like, oh, look at me. But when you're in it and you're the ashes or you're burning to the ashes, it's so hard and scary. And yet there's something so deep inside of me that just knows like all this is for yeah. My alchemization that I can just let it lead. But the most powerful statement that you've made that I've heard almost everywhere, it is literally fucking tattooed on my arm, is surrender. Mm-hmm. Like legitimately just surrender. Like the the statement, like get on your knees mm-hmm. and let it let it go. I I don't think that we allow surrender enough. And there's something so incredible that can come from absolute surrender when we finally pause and listen when we finally let our body and our soul speak to each other and you're kind of the living embodiment of daily momentary surrender Mm. you are consistently and constantly surrendering and what's happening is this really beautiful and yet hard experience but what a trailblazer Mm. to show us what the artist surrender looks like Mm. and I want to be cognizant of our time because I I think again we could talk for eight million hours (laughs) and I would love every second of it but I want to direct people into your world Mm -hmm. I want them to go find you because I think that you have a lot of incredible things to say Mm -hmm. and I I want them to kind of almost be left hanging a little bit (laughs) I love it (laughs) Uh, I like the the tease uh 
but something I want to say, y'all, like when 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 Liz walked into the room at the retreat, I I love observing on retreats because I host yeah. them. So I love watching people enter spaces. I love watching group dynamics. It's one of my favorite parts. And she entered, and I'm pretty sure every single woman's yoni in the room were like, hey, <laughs> like, like I literally could feel pleasure enter my body by the way she sauntered into the room. And I mean that. And so if you're if you're looking for that that inner tingle, that place of awakening, you know, her world is where you should be because your presence alone activates that within all of us. And I know that's not an easy path because not everybody likes to be activated Mm -hmm. and there's some projections that are coming. But I really believe in your work. I really believe in your mission. I'm extremely excited to see you shine and have a platform in which you can speak to this on a much Mm -hmm. more global level and and be one of the trailblazers of our time. I'd love to look back on this moment 10 years from now and be like, oh, that <laughs> sweet little podcast we did. Now you speak to millions on stage. At the Don't forget about me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So Liz, please tell us, how can we find you? And if people are listening to this when I air it, what's going on? But also if they're dropping in, we'll say like two years after we posted this, right? Like I want to know how can we find you? How can we get in your world? What do you got going Mm. on? Well, thank you so much for your beautiful words. And yeah, so good. (laughs) And also like, yeah, surrender. I I just want to touch on that for one. Yeah. Surrender is like, ultimately it is grace and it Mm. is feminine and it is Venus. Mm -hmm. And you're right. It's Mm -hmm. like when you come into that space of surrender, I mean, it's like a, it's like a breath of fresh air because you can take the weight of the world off your shoulders. You can give it to God. You can give it to the light of your higher self. You can give it to the fact that it's going to work out. Best case scenario, it's going to work out better than you could even imagine. Will it be sticky? Will it be messy? Yes but it's also going to be sweet. And if you extract the nectar from the stickiness, you can make it sweet and you can arrive Mm -hmm. into that space of fulfillment and reward. And the surrender is the gateway because Mm -hmm. the surrender allows your pressure to be released in the way that you can now see, you can now hear, you can now feel, you are tantrically tapped in to the sensory communication of life and being Mm. tapped into your sensory communication of life is letting you know immediately that you're embodied and your embodiment will Mm. not fail you. It's the whole gift that you've been given as a soul to be able to actually succeed in the world with this body. It's not against you. It wants you to recognize and remember you're in a temple and it's going to give you sanctuary. So I feel that just surrender is a gateway and it is especially when it's so chaotic and so scary it's the scariest to surrender and I promise you and I know that you probably promise them if you do that it will work out for you because you will be able to take the pressure and the tunnel focus off and you will be able to hear you will be able to see you will be granted miracles so I just think it's important Mm -hmm. to press that because it really lands for me as well and you know, yes. you know, I play my podcast will be operating by the time this airs. Um, but yeah, like there's the element of, you know, I, I am walking through really intense experiences mm-hmm. all the time. And, and you know about one of those experiences that I presenced at the retreat. And this is mm-hmm. the path of greatness. And it's not being mm-hmm. rocked 
by the duality. Yes. I think it's there for your evolution of greatness and being an exceptional human. Because yeah, you get to extract the nectar and you get to do incredibly iconic, pioneering, trailblazing things with it. So, okay. And now to complete with where these beautiful souls can continue to tap into all the ways that we're leaving them hanging right now, which is so perfect because I love working with edging. <laughs> I love working with edging when we're like at the, at the peak of yes. not releasing, right? <laughs> oh God, my story all day, every day. <laughs> so- <laughs> um, Instagram's a great place to find me. Um, I'm on there pretty much every day. That's my platform of thought leadership and human design projector navigation and all of my erotic codes and all the things that are on there. So human or um, mm. Instagram would be a great space at the Venus Legacy. And yeah, and then my my website, my little mini websites on there as well. I don't really have like a super large website right now, but my little mini websites there. Uh, I'm on Facebook also as Liz Punya, L-I-Z-P-U-N-Y-A. And yeah, social media is the best way to find me right now. I'm in the process of maybe by the time this airs, I'll have my podcast up and running, but you'll be able to know all about that on my social media platforms. So that'll be great. And yeah, and then just something to, to presence around some exciting things that are happening in the works. Uh, I also do retreats and I'm activating them again, which I'm very excited about. So I've got a retreat coming. It's going to be a erotic embodiment kind of tantric uh boudoir uh goddess like worship Mm. experience that's very much focused on lifestyle embodiment and business for leaders vision artists Mm. and creatives um working really with our feminine anatomy working with our wombs like really tapping really deep into more of the in my opinion the new wave of feminine leadership which is is not just Mm -hmm. all moving through like the strategy, the structure and the energetics, but also bringing our embodiment forward in the mix of all of that. So there will be like yoni massaging, yoni dearmoring, there will be like womb transmissions. It's going to be really, really delicious. Um, so I'm doing that mm-hmm. with, it's a collab event with um, a sister and a client of mine at the end of May, or we're still tuning in if it's going to be the end of May or solstice, but you will know for sure if you come onto my platform by the time I decided it. So so yeah so that's exciting that's in the works right now and um i'll also be having a rolling mastermind that's being activated so the best way to be informed of just whatever kind of spontaneous inspirational uh things are popping forward um is really just to follow me on social i love that i love that and i think it is that's the like that's the beauty of the feminine right as we get to burn we get to create we get to burn again we get to just cycle through it and um, I definitely will be attending one of your retreats. I would love. Um, I'm, <laughs> I would love to. I would love to go in all all things divine timing. But I I can't wait to see where all of this leads you. To be honest, like I just feel like I just am dripping in incredible insights right now. So I'm going to go integrate that for myself. And I suggest all of you to do the same. So my my sweet suggestion to everybody that's listening is after the conclusion of this episode, I want you to do something that is integrative and a pleasure-filled activity, okay? And, you know, all of you who have had me as a client, you know exactly what I'm 
talking about. Self-pleasure is the top of my list, but I really want you to actually physically integrate this. So allow yourself to feel it, embody it, integrate it, and use pleasure as the path to get there. And hop over to Liz's Instagram for more juicy details. And of course, methods in which you can do this. Like she is a guide. She is a healer. This is, this is who she is. So Liz, thank you so, so, so much for being on the podcast. I cannot wait to continue to follow you and be in your world. And I just appreciate you so much. Mm, thank, you. thank you so much. I feel so blessed to have been here. Thank you so much for the invitation. And thank you for the work that you're doing in the world. And I'm so grateful to know your powerhouse frequency. It's such a blessing and such a gift. So thank you so much. This was exquisite. I loved every moment. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> yes. Your language. I'm just going to write it down all the words <laughs> and take them with me. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. And as I always remind you, please let whatever burn you need to let burn and step into your full self. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single second that you chose to set aside for you and the impact that you're going to have on the world today. To be inspired, to be seen, and to hold space starts with the very actions we take with ourselves. Look at the show notes for more information, like, and subscribe, and share with friends if you feel inspired to. And as always, let the rest burn. Burn.